So the confetti has come down on University of Phoenix Stadium and in the DeVry Super Center in somewhere between New York City, Long Island, New Jersey, and Guadalajara, Mexico. It's the 22 Weeks Epilogue. We're recording this as soon as the game was over, around 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm Matt Ryan, joined by Alex Soberman. Uh, we were trying to get Matt Foster on, but he is, I quote, not home and a little buzzed, so we couldn't get him on the show this week. But... We're putting this out just to talk about what happened tonight and to explain what's going to happen between now and the start of next season with 22 weeks. Alex, we were so wrong. We were very, very, very wrong about what was going to happen tonight in the Super Bowl. Well, we were and we weren't because we were wrong about how it was going to go, you know, how it went down. We were... we all agreed that this was going to be a tight game. Yeah. This was going to be a tight comes down to the final quarter, to the final minutes, to the, even the final seconds. I thought, you know, I said it was going to be close, probably within seven points. You know, it was within four. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there was, there was the share of, of moments that fourth quarter, that, that fantastic grab, uh, by the Seahawks. Um, you know what that catch reminded me of? That reminded me. You ever play NFL Street for the PlayStation Two? Uh yeah, I, a long time ago. It reminded me bit. of a catch you made in NFL Street. It was that ridiculous. He bobbled it in the air, and from the camera angle on the hard cam on NBC, you, it looked like the ball hit the floor. But yeah. in in the min, ma, immaculate reception two electric boogaloo, they he makes the catch, sets up. A goal line stand for Seattle. This is the biggest Mm -hmm. drive in the game, and you already have one ridiculous play, and it's followed up by a Marshawn Lynch rush, and it turns into one of the most ridiculous receptions. And this is within the two-minute warning. This is the last minute of the game. Yes. The last minute of the last drive in Super Bowl Forty Nine, and it comes down to, to an interception in the end zone. A mistake. It comes down to a mistake. And and not just a mistake. It wasn't from Darrell Rivas who made the interception. Also, Darrell Rivas has a ring. We're Mm -hmm. we're going past a lot of things. Tom Brady gets his fourth ring. Bill Belichick gets another ring to add to the multiple collection. At this point, I think he has more more rings than a Harlem pimp. But... Yeah, well, also, and and Brady is a three-time MVP tying Joe Montana. Yes. Who's now working at a Papa John's with... Uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, those commercials are sad. He also beat Montana's record, I believe, for touchdowns in the yes, Super Bowl. Yes, he did. He beat, yes, he beat Montana's record for. I mean, listen, we, we can we'll say this a thousand times, but yes, Tom Brady has already punched his ticket to Canton. He's it's it's now signed, sealed, and delivered. He's gonna get you know whenever he decides to hang it up. And part of me was really hoping when they were doing that interview at the end of the game with him as MVP that he was gonna say you know the fourth ring and my last ring you know that that means so much. And and I just wanted the gasp. But no, there wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna do it then. I'm sure he has to talk to Giselle and he has to talk to Giselle's financial people. You know, and then he'll make a decision. Um, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the Patriot haterade in a minute and a half, but to go back to that play, <laughs> haterade, I love it. We'll go. Daryl Bevel is now enemy number one in the Pacific Northwest, <sighs> and when it happened, uh, me, Matt Foster, and Alex Oberman, we were talking during the game on Facebook chat, is what we want to do every week. Um, and for some reason, 
They called that play, and it wasn't a bad play. It was a pick-and-pop play. And mm-hmm. you play that in the goal line, but logic dictates when you have – the analytics prove that Marshawn Lynch in the goal line is pretty much a touchdown. And, yeah. and the Patriots just found a way to neutralize the offense – which they were doing all game, except for a few big plays. They did not, Seattle did not make or really throw any completed passes till the second quarter. Yeah. Midway through the second quarter on one of their first scoring drives. So New England's defense was playing really good, and Seattle was just trying to pound the ball down the throats like they were the Bears in 85. A smart, sound strategy, but they were down, I believe, 10 or so at that point. Mm-hmm. And... It was getting down to the wire, and Seattle really made a lot of gutsy calls in this game. So you live by the sword, you die by the sword, as a few people were saying on Twitter and on Facebook after the game. I think Daryl Bevel made the wrong call, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's the worst possible call he could have made. Um, no, he made it was a ba- it was a bad call, and, and Chris Collinsworth just repeatedly saying in the booth, "I can't believe that call. I can't believe that call. One call." And just that one call completely just just melted it down, you know. And it was a t- it was a uh, tenuous situation at best. Yeah. For for Seattle, and you know what? But that's what makes football football. Yeah. The fact that you know one one slight mistake that normally would be the right move, and like nine out of ten times on that tenth time, interception. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm glad. I mean, the Patriots won, but that's why I'm glad the NFL has moved to the best of seven system. Yeah. And we'll try again next week. <laughs> and, you know, we'll just keep. I still think it's going to be the Seahawks in six, but next week they play it in Dallas the week after they go to Santa Clara and just goes back. And, <laughs> and if not, we go to sack racism until the winner is crowned. No, that's in three overtimes. <laughs> you know, nine out of ten, Seattle probably wins that game. Wins this game, <clears throat> but so many things broke both ways for both teams. And if you're if you're gonna say this is a terrible Super Bowl because the Patriots won, no. you're an asshole. I not a asshole. You're a Patriots fan if you're a asshole. You are are a raging asshole because. Yes, I get it. The Patriots are evil. The Patriots are run like some sort of shadow Illuminati organization. But for the love of God, give credit where credit is due. This this Super Bowl was played between, I will say it now, and I've said it before, and I will say it again. This year, it was the two best teams in the NFL. Pretty much. This there uh, You know, yes, you can argue Indianapolis, and you can argue... Baltimore maybe but you know you watch you watch these games you watched how they played the Patriots in that in the in the postseason they they had their eyes were on the prize they didn't take their eyes off the ball they may have deflated it but we won't go there you know yeah geez I mean that's enough of that um I I just you know it was the the Seahawks the Seahawks played a fantastic season. The Seahawks, I am my my heart goes out to them. I f- kind of feel bad now that their defensive coordinator who built that you know that that Legion of Boom 
mm-hmm. is now going to be the head coach of Atlanta probably by the end of the week. By the end of the week, by the end of Monday, by the time yeah, the podcast drops, we're, we're going to see uh, a whole. We're going to see Dan Quinn go. Pat Quinn, Dan Quinn, the, the Quinn guy. I believe it's Dan Quinn. No, Quint yeah. from Jaws uh, will be the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Daryl Bevel will be chased from his home. Uh, it's going to be a Denkinger situation probably because. I don't. I don't think Seattle handles this well. They they don't handle like WTO uh, uh, meetings all that well. So uh, well, I mean, this is this is this is better than. I mean, take a couple of take a couple of miles up to the north to Vancouver when they lose a hockey game. I mean, the, Seattle. I'm sure will take this in somewhat of a stride. I mean, it's still early there. I mean, it's still it's still dinner time. Yeah. In Seattle, they'll probably go ha- go out, go have a couple of craft beers, maybe some coffee, and 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 they'll. Yeah, they'll they'll cool down. Boston probably is on fire, but that's just for warmth. Probably, I you know. The I'll give you another another fun fact about if you watch the eighteen hours of pregame, uh, show before the Super Bowl, Bob Costas actually sat down with, believe it or not, live in in Arizona for the Super Bowl was the head of the International Olympic Committee really? and Boston. Boston is the United States Olympic Committee's choice mm-hmm. for a 2024 Summer Olympic bid. Now, and he said, you know, I am looking forward to seeing Boston. I think it's a strong bid, and we know that the Boston fans are great sports fans. Well, now you're going to see what they look like when they're happy, you know, and I hope it helps, but God only knows. I mean, also, I will say this, congr- you know, to the great people of Boston, I know you're going to get your duck boat parade. I just really hope that the duck boats have plows on them. You're going to need them. Uh, an interesting tweet from Sidney Rice. Second and goal from the one-yard line, one timeout in beast mode in the backfield. That part all in caps. I would not have thrown that ball to Jerry Rice. Hashtag fail. I would not have thrown that ball to Jerry Rice. Yeah, wow. It's... Uh, you know, it was, it was, it, you know, the, the Patriots were who we thought they were. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, this, this will be one of the most questioned calls over the next five to 10 years, because this moment right here basically is the tipping point for the Seattle Seahawks franchise. Pete Carroll's not going mm. anywhere. Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. I don't think Richard Sherman's going anywhere or a lot of the members of that defense. The, the makeup of that defense is inevitably going to change with Quinn jumping to Atlanta. Daryl Bevel may get sent out of town on a rail. Who knows? Marshawn Lynch may leave. Uh, I know he'd look good in blue and white. That's just my opinion. Uh, also, the, the the brawl. We almost Oh, yeah, there was, a there was a brawl. There was a fist fight. There was a... It was a lot. It was a hockey line fight. I haven't seen a fight like that since I worked in the Federal Hockey League. It was that bad. It was. It was like the ending of Blazing Saddles. Almost. It. It, it needed a. It felt like. It was just like those last couple of seconds, like all that pent up aggression that all these players have had for the last twenty two weeks. Yep. And it's like, boom. And I, 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 I'm looking at it now. I'm seeing the vine of it. They, they put it out on Vine now. And I'm just looking at it. It's it's, and it started with. It actually looked to me like it started with was it Gronk? I think Gronk was the one who who yeah. It was shoved. it was it was Irvin because he got kicked from the game. Irvin got kicked from the game maybe, but it, on this on from this angle, 
This was all started by Gronk. It, well, of course Gronk starts a fight. Gronk, Gronk is the Jersey Shore actualized. He there's is, no booth review at this no, point. No, there there is not. And also, um, you know, you want to know how classy the New York City papers are? Uh, the front page of the the Daily News will be Patriots goal line interception with seconds left steals wild Super Bowl win. Balls of steel is the headline. For the Daily News tomorrow. Oh, they already put it up? Oh, boy. Yeah, th- thanks to John Butchergross from ESPN at Butchergross. That's B-U-C-C-I-G-R-O-S-S. I'm actually looking to see if they've already put out what the what it says on the Boston Globe. Give me, uh, I got to tell you because that, that, that one is probably go, just going to It'll say, be go gronk yourself. Um, look at these balls. Um, how about I fight your mother? Uh, <laughs> well, you think you're smart? Yeah, you that, think you're smart? pretty much. How about them apples? Well, they've already – wow. I, I will say this. The Boston – because of this, there is an impending snowstorm coming up the, the coast. And it does say here, tomorrow, all schools in Boston are closed. Like anyone was going to show up anyway. It's going to be the world's largest, largest trunk. It, it's just it, – it, I've never – you know, Boston, when they surprise and, – and, and this is just one, one of the little things that gets me about Boston fans. Listen – I got nothing against the city itself. It's a nice city. It's a very historical city. But when they cut to, you know, Copley Square or Faneuil Hall, where all the people are chanting and raving about the Seahaw- about the, the, the beating the Seahawks, all they're going to be screaming is Yankees suck. Pretty much. That's it. They don't care. They don't <clears throat> care about the Giants. They don't care about the Jets. All they can say is Yankees suck. Okay, fine. But the Yankees may suck. And believe me, this year they sucked. But it, it does nothing to do with anything. It's been an interesting, interesting season. Oh, it's been a long season. And, and before we we, we want to wrap this all up, uh, let's just talk for two seconds about um about the 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 the, the other part of the Super Bowl, the 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 not the pe- the parts in between the playing of the game i completely agree now joining us on the show uh as soberman said doing our media critique of the evening uh noted conservative politician and uh lucrative duck boat enthusiast stephanie Sotilli. <laughs> please explain to me what a duck boat is alex what is a duck boat okay a duck boat is it's actually <laughs> it's an old world war ii landing craft boat what it is, it's a kind of a thing where it drives on the on land, but then can also go into water and float as a boat. Ah, like and they were big in World like War the, II. Like the ducks do, <laughs> kind of exactly. And and do the, basically, do the boats also have sex with other boats when they die? Because ducks also do that. Why does it always have to come back to sex? always yeah i guess it does but anyway they they're not the ones that weren't used like the ones that were used in world war ii that survived or weren't they made like too many of them Mm -hmm. so after the war they became kind of like touristy things and now they use them for like land and sea tours of major cities like wedding wedding receptions Wedding reception, yes. Bar That's where you should have your wedding receptions. Yes, and bar mitzvahs. A bar mitzvah have my, on land and sea. And have my wedding on a duck boat. A quack terrible. mitzvah, if you will. <laughs> that but, sounds terrible. Ah! But Stephanie, uh, first and foremost, <coughs> you, you you called the Super Bowl. Yay! <laughs> you were the only one who predicted on the show Yay! that the Patriots were going to win. <laughs> 
I'm a girl and I don't watch and I, I'm bored by it. It's white noise to me. <laughs> yeah, she was uh, she was watching the game with me. I'm staying at Stephanie's apartment tonight. And it just kind of came through that the Pats won. And basically we were enjoying bean and cheese dip and chicken wings. And every once in a while she would look up at the monitor while I was yelling <laughs> and swearing at the television. I would have sworn that she would have made you switch to the puppy bowl. The- that was earlier. I watched that. And I watched the Kitten Bowl. Announced There's by a, John Sterling. They have Sterl- a Kitten Bowl? John Sterling announces it. Okay, that there has there is no credibility to that whatsoever. <laughs> it, is, it is also the Kitten Bowl is on the ha- Hallmark Channel. And I think it's wait, the second year they're wait, doing it. So they're trying to pick I, up a little speed with it. Wait a second. So it, 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 when a cat takes a second, when a kitten takes a second to, to cough up a hairball, does he go, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Mm-hmm. An a an A-bomb from A-Cat. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, no, but the puppy bowl was on earlier. Yes. I was I was, I was, was writing about that. I was very excited. There was a puppy named Drew Carey on it. <laughs> Did Drew Carey win? There's no, no. There's it, no winner? No, it's it, it's Team Fluff and Team Rough, well, and Drew Carey was a player on Team Fluff. Did they win? Uh, no, I think Team Rough won. Mm, That's very sad. They killed travesty. them, I think. I was Aww. on Team Fluff. I got, I guess they're, they're cuter. You and a lot of people in Seattle going home brokenhearted tonight. But they had this, I mean, it is part of media. Mm. It, they had, like, a little vignette where how Drew Carey, the puppy, got to go to the Puppy Bowl is that he won it by going on The Price is Right, hosted by the human Drew Carey. And he appropriately guessed the price for something. I don't remember what it was. Against three other dogs, and then he won, and he got to go to the puppy so bowl. Wait, the, the puppy can predict the actual retail price of items. I need to get that dog. <laughs> yeah, Alex. I know you've been on Millionaire, but we're getting this dog on game shows, and we're making a lot of money. We're doing it already. I've got an idea: an all-dog version of Quiz Show. It's Quiz Show. It's a movie from the '90s, starring oh, John Turturro. About game show scandals in the fifties. Exactly. Oh uh, my god, can we dress up the cat, the dogs like Matt, like Mad Men? Yes, we can. The fancy I'm hats in. and pinstripe suits. But, that's our uh, speaking, that's our halftime show. Speaking of ad men, uh, one of the big things about the Super Bowl every year is the commercials. Stephanie, did you even care about the commercials this year? No, I even stopped. I no, I stopped caring about them a while ago. I I will watch them, mm-hmm. but it's also. Like, they're going to be online all tomorrow. Like, yeah. why would you sit through and watch it? And most of them are corny and are not funny, or they have cameos by people that I don't care about. <laughs> like that weird Pierce Brosnan, uh, was it a key? That didn't even bother me, but it's just... It wasn't... No, I'm not saying it bothers you. It's just like these really random and unnecessary cameos for absolutely no reason. Oh, the, no, the Sarah Silverman one I liked. I liked the Sarah... I liked half of that half commercial. Half of that, because the I other liked... half was Chelsea Hampton. Yes, I'm not a fan. Not a not a big fan. That one I liked. Tell, it's Sarah for some reason, I couldn't tell it was Chelsea Handler at the very beginning. Like mm. it looked like her, but it didn't sound like her. Well, that's the, because you weren't filled with anger the entire time that she was on screen. No, I'm filled with. I was filled with anger, but at the Patriots, also at Nationwide. Let's talk about Nationwide for a second. All right, yeah, let's talk about that Nationwide commercial. Why is everyone so mad? Can someone fill me in on this? Because it's the freaking Super Bowl. You don't want to depress people during the Super Bowl. It was they the most... always do. They, there's always at least one commercial that, that everyone's like, oh, no, I they cried never talk... so much. 
They never talk about death. There's one that, that, that there are cute ones that maybe give you a little tear, like a Budweiser puppy ad or something like that. But never one where someone says, I'll never have another birthday. I'll never get married. Why? Because I died. Oh, I and, mean, I'm more confused about what Nationwide does. Like, is it life insurance? Is it car insurance? insurance? It's, it's all insurance for what? I guess for everything. How do you prevent the child dying with insurance, Like, though? if you don't baby-proof your house, insurance doesn't cover that. Mm. Like, you don't... I, I don't understand... Like, I don't get it. Insurance doesn't magic a child back to life. Yeah, if you... If he stuck... You know, he was also, like, what, seven or eight? Yeah, I, give, I would say around near so, 12. I also, I wish they were specific on how he died. That would have helped me figure out what kind of insurance they had. <laughs> I think they had boat insurance. Oh no! Like, boat see, insurance. that's why you don't let children on those godforsaken duck boats. <laughs> and then they. Well, here's the here's the thing. Okay, but what it really you know what really scared me and the part of that that and I'm not it's not like it was like a scary thing, but like it's one of those things where I, it kind of was in the in the idea of hey, while you're watching this, Ed, your kid could be drowning in the tub. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what what are you trying to do to if people look, with kids? There were there were like. I'm trying to remember because there were three things they showed. They showed a TV falling off a table. They showed a full bathtub. That's it. If you do any of that, you're a dumb parent. Yep. There's also, there's no way for a kid to to drown in the bathtub. And he's seven. He was like seven or eight years old. They don't drown in bathtubs. They also don't go under the kitchen sink. And the TV can't fall on you because you're watching the Super Bowl. So exactly. So you would totally notice that. And yes, exactly. I, um, I, I call shenanigans a nationwide. Because <laughs> for people, I, like the- I want a more realistic depiction of a dead child. That's what I want for my commercial. The hard takes coming here in the 22 weeks epilogue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say this. Um, I did like the one ad uh, by Mofi. That one was funny. What, what was that one? The one that looked like the apocalypse was happening and and the wor- and literally the world is coming to an end and, and you cut to oh, what looks oh, like God. God. Oh, yeah, that one. Phone dying. He can't. He's like, oh, darn. You know, it's <laughs> it's like need wish you had power. <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm 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 wondering because uh, me and Steph noticed this like 10 minutes later. The God in that commercial was black. Yeah. And no one, I, I didn't care. We didn't even care. I saw someone, like... Are we supposed to? Yeah, exactly. I assume I assume God is Morgan Freeman. Oh, maybe that's what they based that, it Probably, on. yes. <laughs> yeah, but I saw it's like, oh, God's black. I bet people are going to be... I saw somebody write something like that. Like, oh, God was black. Someone's going to be mad. I'm like, uh, I didn't even notice. I so, think more... uh, who has the problem here? Because I didn't even notice there, that that happened. I think more people were shell-shocked by the Katy Perry halftime performance where Missy <laughs> Elliott was risen from the dead. <laughs> for what could... That was the acid trip, the casino scene from... Uh, the, the clown casino scene from Fearing and Loathing in Las Vegas because every single moment something different was happening. It was weird. It was like... It was a good weird because Katy Perry puts on a great performance. All of a sudden, Lenny Kravitz in a metal shirt comes out and plays guitar. And then Missy Elliott kind of comes out of nowhere. I just assume she was frozen oh, and, then, and then let's not talk... Let's not forget... <laughs> get the finale where Katy Perry ascends on the star that looks like from the more you know ads yeah. that shoots across the screen literally on a drone type thing and is flying around the damn stadium while fireworks are going off that's a safety hazard one that's two I'm guessing that that you know that must be a union I, I don't want to be the guy in the union who has to fire off the fire fireworks while there's a woman going around the damn stadium but i you know i will tell you that she did do a fine performance it was enjoyable for the 
10, 15 minutes it was on. Um, but I really think, and, and I, I'm going to announce this here, that Matt Ryan and I are bidding to be the producers for Super Bowl 50's halftime show. Our budget, a nickel. I said we're going to go to the NFL and we're going to ask them, we want the budget for the last three Olympic opening ceremonies combined. You do like, realize that like includes the billions Spice Billions of dollars. Was that the Spice Girls? That also includes them because yeah. they were in the last. We'll, one. we'll we'll take them. We'll take them on. Mm-hmm. Well, we can find a place for them. <laughs> can they spin plates? <laughs> we'll get I them to. Um, Mel B can. Okay, well, not anymore. She doesn't have that afro anymore. So um, I would say wait. Jerry Hollowell on her boobs. But but wait, that maybe we get those prices right, dogs. <laughs> We get the prices right. Puppy dogs. bowl. The puppy. We, no, we don't do a real puppy bowl because the, people can change channels for that. We want to go for the prime demographic. That's it. A salute to Michael Vick and dog fighting. That's our Super Bowl halftime show. And on that uncomfortable note, <laughs> uh, you can follow nope. you can follow Stephanie on Twitter at Steph Sotilli. You can listen to her today at noon on No Small Talk, No Small Talk Podcast.wordpress.com. Follow it on Twitter at No Small Talk Pod. You can also follow her uh, on KY Radio because she and I produce the show KY, which comes out every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern on KYRadio.wordpress.com. And also kyradio.wordpress.com. You can also go to her website, stephaniesotilly.com, stephaniesotilly.com. She is smart, hilarious, and provides great takes on the National Football League. You should... And she's one hell of a good cook. Damn Yay. straight. Make a damn good cheese dip. Uh, <laughs> Alex, we yeah. have reached the end of the season. Last week was our last ever episode for this season. This is kind of a postscript. There's nothing left. Except for the draft, yeah. really. And there's going to be a lot going on on this uh, feed between now and the draft and after the draft. Um, we're going to be starting a interview series right here on the 22 Weeks iTunes feed. Uh, more information about that will be coming up in the next few days. We'll announce our first guest. We'll actually have a lot of guests. And hopefully I'll get to be involved in a little bit. Yeah. No, you'll be you'll be a part of it. We're going to try to in- include every Ooh. single member of the 22 Weeks group into this, maybe do short-run podcasts about stuff going on either in the NFL or the world in sports. Uh, yo, believe me, there'll be stuff – there'll be times where we're going to want to do like a little short take like this, uh, probably close to the draft. Yeah. And hopefully we will get – we are go- we are going to work on – and I am going to hold us to this. Um, When we get – when Marvin Williams comes back from his deployment, we're going to de- – we are going to sit down and debrief with him about – how the NFL affects our men and women overseas yes. uh, serving in the military. And, you know, is, is it the, you know, the boon that they're, that they're hoping it to be. And I, and I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised by that. I completely agree. And you can follow Alex on Twitter at Alex S O B E one, two, three. And you, you can... do so at your own risk. Exactly. Follow me on Twitter. At I'm Matt Ryan. Follow Tom Garrett on Twitter at the axis of ego. Follow Matthew Foster on Twitter at Matthew D Foster. Go over to at the side notes on Twitter and follow Marvin Williams. That is the 22 weeks crew that has made up this season. And I said it last week and I say it now. We are the best sports podcast on iTunes. I will defend that. We are getting bigger, stronger, better, and better. And over these next few months, you will see why we are the best podcast on iTunes for sports. And we're going to be one of the best. You take that, Grantland. No, we want to work with them. We we don't we don't buck shots at Grantland. I like the jail. Oh yeah, no, we please come in on our show, Grantland. Yes, yeah, so we bow at the <laughs> we, we altar of Bill you. Simmons. 
And on, and on that note, uh, we'll see you sometime soon. We will not see you on the other side of Sunday, but we will see you sometime in the near future for Alex Soberman, Stephanie Sotilli. I'm Matt Ryan. Have a good day, everybody. All right, pal, we're out. <laughs>